much. So kia ora and namaste from India. Uh, we're, we're back. We've finally uh, um, <laughs> come home after a couple of weeks of traveling uh, uh, around. And uh, I, I just want to say it is good to be back. For me personally, the trip was, was really good. It's been six years since I've uh, been to India, so it was really nice to uh, catch up with old friends. And speaking of old friends, while we were there, Anita got invited. It was her high school's Diamond Jubilee in her village. And so when they heard that we were in the village at the time, we were invited. I think there was about a thousand people there, or or, or something. So to to this big sort of uh, festival to celebrate. Uh, the village school, and as I said, speaking of old friends, while we were there, Anita uh, showed me her old boyfriend, and uh, uh, which, you know, it's kind of awkward, but she's like, that, that, that is my old boyfriend uh, uh, there, and, um, you know, her other boyfriend, apparently she had a few, uh, but, uh, but a couple, but, but just two, just two, but... But, uh, you know, when she pointed it out, it was clear to me that I was the better choice. There is a, a no doubt about it. Come on, somebody. Give me an amen uh, to, to that. It was clear, clear to me that by marrying me, she had uh, taken a step up. I mean, I, I put it this way, I've got hair, he doesn't. I mean, it's just that, that there is absolutely no comp- uh, competition. And if you're watching from overseas, I say so there. Just... Uh, <laughs> Make it clear. And yes, Anita was watching church in the middle of the night, thinking she wasn't making any noise. She said, wouldn't you get up in the middle of the night? I just want to tell you, I didn't get up. I didn't get up. I watched the service after. That's, uh, that's how good. But I could hear her with her hair fade. There was this light in the room, and she was like, trying to worship quiet, trying to worship quietly. Hallelujah. It's like, oh, man, I'm just, just trying to sleep. Can a man get some sleep? So, so, so anyway, she was loving watching it. She does. I knew she'd do it in the middle of the night, uh, watching to see how uh, things are going. But, 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 hey, we visited the children's home that we've been working with in North India, and uh, of course, we're at, at present building housing for the uh, staff there. And it's so great to see the progress uh, uh, there. One of the things that really excited me was the size of the houses compared to the rat-infested 100-year-old homes that they were living. Uh, and th- these are quite quite big homes. There's three homes there for uh, the staff, and they're all excited about moving in. So it was much bigger than what I thought uh, it was. And even going inside, it was just, uh, it was just th- th- these are big houses. Like that, They have tiny homes. Uh, and when I say tiny, I mean tiny. So again, great to be able uh, to do that. The roof is now on. They move in by July. And again, that's thanks. All of this is possible thanks to Sari Saturday, all the work that's been doing. And again, Sari Saturday's back on, so support it. It makes a difference over there, and it was great to be able uh, to see it. We did have to travel a long way to see it, lots of flights. We did a two, I think it was 200-kilometer journey to the children's home for those who have been there, but we did it at night in rain with no headlights. I was be with us, Jesus, as we, uh, I mean, he had headlights, uh, but, but they were useless. I mean, just could not see a thing. So please to be able to connect with them. Also with our Connect Church that uh, has celebrated its 26th year now in their 27th 
uh, year and to be able to catch up with Pastor Prem and Sangeeta and, and just see how uh, they're doing. And some of you will know them, Pastor Prem and Sangeeta, they've been here. We led them to the Lord many years ago. And uh, Sangeeta is actually not doing too well health-wise, got a problem with her leg. So let's pray for her now. Lord, we just thank you. We, we pray for your healing touch on her body. Father God, you continue to restore her leg, to restore her ability to walk in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Keep praying for that. They really need to see a miracle um, in that. But it was great to catch up with the church. The church was loud and uh, pumping. I, I forgot, you know, um, I, I, I forgot there should be a couple of photos. But, but, but the church, I always note to self, every time I go there, they always sit us next to the speakers like right next to the loudspeakers. And so by the end of the night, the, the, the last picture was the inside. This is the outside. So the, the church flows outside. Probably better to sit there for sound-wise because it was so, uh, so loud. But I took a little video so you can catch the thing. And so turn it up nice and loud so they can get the feel. Joel, being Indian down there, knows the exact volume that I'm uh, talking about. So this is how it was. enough okay amen but it was really good to see what god is doing uh there but it is good to be back home i thought i'd, I'd take uh, uh this opportunity today as we begin this new season and and uh, again we, we've gone to two services it's it maybe feels a little bit different if you're if you're visiting here today we've gone from what was it 8 a.m and to uh, and at 10 a.m., 8 a.m., the other, other auditorium to now two services in this auditorium. So you may have come in today and it feels a little bit different. The chair setup's a little bit uh, bit different and maybe you're checking out which, which service you'll uh, uh, attend. And, and I think that's completely normal. We had, we had the 8 a.m., what was the 8 a.m. service? Most of them came to the 9 a.m. service. And I know for them it would be a lot louder because it was very quiet in that service. And of course, especially when Tom's going, see, a little louder. They're probably going. No, please don't, don't, don't sing any louder. This is far too loud uh, as it is. But hey, you, you, again, there'll be some settling for a week, so it'll be a bit different. Some new, we, we, we get used to it. But again, it's just great to be able to make some room uh, to grow. We were too crowded. That children's church, everything was just full to the brim, and so we needed to make those. Uh, changes, but I thought today, as we begin this new season, it'd be a good time to, I, I, I guess, talk or a good opportunity, which we do once a year, and so I've chosen today to do it to talk about uh, our purpose, our mission, and our vision. And for some of you, you you'll, you'll say, "Well, I kind of know this." Even I, I'm praying, even as I'm speaking to speaking to it, you'll be able to sort of fill in the gaps before I get there because you know it. Because it's in you, it's part of something you've, you've heard. But if you're visiting and you're going, well, what's this church about? What's important to us as a church? Hopefully, this will help you. So we're really asking the question, you know, why, why is the church here? Because sometimes we forget. I forget, and I'm the pastor. I, 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 so it's like, well, why are we doing what we're 
doing. And so uh, we're going to look at why is the church here? What is our purpose? What, what's our mission? What's our vision? Because Scripture tells us unless the Lord builds the house, I mean, it's not so much about us coming up with some great idea and go, what's the coolest thing? Uh, you know, I'm watching church around the globe trying to do cool things, trying to, you know, do hip things to get people, uh, uh, people to come or whatever. And uh, hey, it's great when people, people come. But, but I want to say, well, it's not me saying the scripture saying, unless the Lord builds the house, we're just laboring in vain. I mean, no matter how cool. Cool. Listen, some things Jesus said are not cool. Some, some things rattle people. Some things uh, uh, stir uh, people. The gospel is an offense sometimes. So, so again, it's not about doing what's cool. It, it, the Bible says, unless the Lord, we're saying, God, build your house. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. And I don't know about you. I don't want to labor in vain. Can I hear an amen? I don't want to just do this all for for nothing. So our purpose, number one, our purpose. Our purpose as a church, and I, I think this is important for us to understand, our, our ultimate purpose as a church is derived from God's purpose. Our purpose as a church is derived from God's purpose. And I've said this over the years, and again, it, it doesn't change. That's what I'm saying. This is not something we, we change. We don't make up a new purpose every year or a new statement Every year, we might refine it here and there, we, but, but, but we, we, we've got to understand we don't invent our purpose. We simply identify it. Where do we identify it from? We identify it from the Scriptures, from God's Word. It's a lamp unto our feet, and it's a light unto our path. And for, so, so from His Word, we identify our purpose. Jesus said this, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And so when we're thinking about church, we've we've got to understand not just this church, but the church. This is his church. The church is his. It's not ours. Can I hear an amen? He founded it and died for it. He sent his spirit to it and will return for for it. I was even watching a bit of the coronation last night, and and there was so much specific wording around the importance of King Charles's role in protecting the church. And so we've got to understand, it's not just, well, we could just do whatever we want, will you? No, no, we here believe in Christian orthodoxy. Can I hear an amen? We're not just going to change with the seasons or what God's word is God's word. It just is. And so, so, so we, we don't change it. We let it change us. Can I hear an amen? We allow his word to change our our lives. And so I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is his church, not ours. We don't invent our purpose, we merely identify it. And so our purpose at Connect Church is found in two things. Simply this, the Great Commission, sorry, the Great Commandments and the Great Commission. The Great Commandments and the Great Commission. The great commandments, well, a scribe asked Jesus, Jesus, which commandment is the most important of all? Which is the most important? Jesus answered this, this, the most important is this, that's the Shema, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord 
your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment, Jesus said, greater than these. So it's not, well, I, I, I don't agree with that. I think something else is more important. No, no, this is what Jesus said is the most important thing. There's no commandment greater. None. In Matthew it's gospel, it goes on to say in Matthew 22, verse 40, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is important. Then, of course, we've got the Great Commission. Jesus came and said to them, his disciples, this was one of the last things he said. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. You know, when we go to India, that's, that's a part of fulfilling this for, for, for me. When we spent years in India, that's a part of fulfilling that uh, here in, in this church. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them when, when, when you baptize, hope and, hope and Sam. That's part of the fulfilling of these, these words teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So for us here, we just say what's important to Jesus should be important to us. Can I hear an amen? If it's important to him, it should be important to us. And we, we, we've, we've talked about over the last few months the fact that God has preferences he has things that he likes. It's not about what we like. Well, I like to do. No, no. What does God like? Because we're priests, right? We're priests. And priests do what God likes. A priest's role is to minister to God and then to minister to others. First, to So we don't come in here saying, God, what can you do for me? We, we, we come in here going, God, what can, how can I minister to you? How can I bring you? And so we do what he likes. And th th he's telling us here, this is what he, he likes. And so if we were to sum up our purpose here at Connect Church in one statement, what would that statement be? It would simply be based on the great commandments and the great commission that the statement would be love God, love people. That's what we want to do. One love God, love people. We've talked about love, what that means and how that looks. It's not just love anything and accept anything. No, no, no it, it, I don't want to go there. I don't have time uh, to go there, but, it, but we, we understand what this means. We love God with all of our heart. He's number one. He's number one. And so we, we, we follow his commandments. We do what he says. We love God and we love people. That's our purpose. So number two, our mission. Our mission is what? How we at Connect Church practically outwork our purpose. So what's our mission? We want to see this. We want to see lost people saved. I want to hear more hope stories. I want to hear more hope stories. Stories of I just got in. I, fe I felt God say, go to church. I didn't even see an advertisement. I didn't even get a post or, or, or whatever. I, I just felt I needed to go to church. And my life changed that day. We want to see lost people saved. Right? We never want to get to a day as a church where, where, where that's not important. I, I, I want to, if you're here today and you don't know Christ, I want to tell you there's a God in heaven who loves you 
And if you would give your life to him, he would change it. Doesn't mean it'll all be roses. Doesn't mean everything will go smooth. The Bible doesn't promise that. But the Bible says as, as we give our life to him, as we follow him, he will be with us in that journey. Because friends, just like Hope's father, we don't have a theology of death, Hope. And so, so when people pass, we think, God, why don't you get, listen, the Bible has said from the beginning, you will surely die. You will surely die. Every single, listen, the stats are 100%. In another hundred years, I, I doubt none of you will be here. So what are you going to do with eternity? What are you going to do? Some way you're going to go, you're going to die. That is why you need to get right with God. That is why you, need, you can't muck around. You do not know when your days will end. You do not know when your life will be over. Are you ready to meet the Savior for life has many choices. Eternity only has two. And so as a preacher, I implore you, Come to Christ. Follow him. Give your life to him. So what's our mission? We want to see lost people saved. We want to see saved people pastored. And it's such a thing. Listen, as pastors, we don't always get this right. We're a work in progress, like any church. If you come here looking for the perfect church, please, Please, like you say, if you go to a church looking for the perfect church, don't join it, you'll spoil it, right? Because, because we've all got mess in our lives. Anybody want to admit you've got mess in your life? Uh, come on, lying's a problem too. I mean, it's just like, we've all got mess in our lives. So, so we're not there yet. We're a work in progress, but we want to see lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people discipled, and discipled people mobilized. This, of course, how do we do this? It's outworked in part through what we do right now, through, through our Sunday services and through our connect, connect groups. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. We don't just like, oh, that's a good idea. No, no, th that's what Jesus did. In fact, it was said at the coronation, as was Jesus' custom. He went to the synagogue. That was his custom. He went to, the, they did life in the temple and the synagogue and at homes. And so we do the same. We, 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 we do the same. Jesus and his disciples spent in the synagogue and the temple and in homes. That was their custom. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. Acts chapter 2, verse 46. That's how they did life. And so that's how we will do life. So we understand, of course, that the church is not the steeple, but the people. It's not the building it's not the steeple but the people we we understand here in this church that we don't just go to church but we are the church uh, but i do need to say to us because theologically this gets messed up i i think over the years where people are like it's just i don't need to go to church i'm just being jesus and 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 and, and i don't know a lot of the new testaments about how the church is to operate is quite important and I need to say to us today, we, we, it's important for us to understand, you're not the church alone. We don't go to church, but we are the, we are the church. But, but you and I are not the church alone. You're a part of the house God is building. The Apostle Paul makes that clear. I'll tell you when to start. Um, and the Apostle Paul makes that, that clear. He calls the gathered church the household of god we're part of the household 
of God. Ephesians 2, 19, 1 Timothy 3, verse 15. You are not the church alone. We are the church, the house together. The New Testament theologian Jeffrey King said, the New Testament knows nothing of freelance Christianity. It is the corporate witness of the redeemed fellowship that is used by the Spirit of God. 1 Peter 2, verse 4 and 5 says, you're a living stone. We talked about the cornerstone. Jesus is the cornerstone. You're a living stone in the house that he is building. In the, you, you're part of the spiritual house that God is building. But you and I, by ourselves, by our lonesome, are, 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 are part of the house. We're not the house in and of itself. That's why, church, I, I think it's better to be, as Anita said, it's better to be in the sanctuary than on the sofa. Because something powerful happens when, when God's people get together. You can, you can sense the spirit of God. So and as a household of faith, we're, we're on a mission at this church. Church is, and I've said this before, but church is not just for us to enjoy, but for us to deploy. Not just for us to, to enjoy, but to, for, for us to de, uh, deploy, but... It's not just what happens on Sundays, but on our Mondays, our Tuesdays, our Wednesdays, our uh, Thursdays. We're not just saved from, per, from sin, but we're saved for purpose. Can I hear an amen? amen. Someone said this. I think it was Rick Warren. I'm, I'm not sure, but whoever it was, it, it's good. He said, Jesus never said he would build your or my ministry. He said he will build his church. In fact, that's the only thing Jesus said he was going to build. Jesus in the parable of banquet reminds us of God's heart for his household, his desire that the house would be full. Now the master calls unto us, his servants, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. We've made changes to our services. Why? To make room. It was getting too crowded, as we've said. I've said it, you know, many times. And so we've changed these things, and it'll take a while to get used to it. But the changes make room. But please understand, it is not so much, when we talk about making room or filling God's house, it's, it's not so much about filling this house. Or, or I, 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 This is not us trying to work out some church growth strategy. No, ultimately, it is about populating heaven and plundering hell. Can I hear an amen? It's about, because here's the thing. I, I've said if we make number two, which is to go into all the world and reach, if we make number two, number one, we're gonna, this will just become a machine. Number one is number one. What is number one? We're here. Jesus is the center of it all. He's the center of it all. This is about Jesus. Whatever we're doing here, it's about Jesus. Well, what's important to us? Jesus. Love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the outworking of that will come. I want to share about this good news. The great L.E.W. Tozer said this, modern religion focuses upon filling churches with people. The true gospel emphasizes filling people with God. I say amen to that. And that's our vision. What's our vision? Our vision is to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. How? Through the clear proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In our services and all the things that we do, but you also as ministers, as priests in the house of God, also giving clear presentations 
of the gospel. What is that? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That the punishment for sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. He died our death that we could live his life. He who knew no sin became sin for you, that you might become the righteousness of God. In this church, we are not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. Do you believe? So if you're here today and you go, no, well, I, 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 I know I need to get right with God. Give your life to him. How do I do that? By just saying, God, I submit my life to you today. And then just start to follow his word. So we don't just want to fill the church with people. No, we want to see people filled with God. That's why we want to connect them to Jesus. We want people to, to find and be filled and empowered and equipped in God. Because when that happens, listen, you can, you can play something now. When that happens, it changes lives. It changes lives like forever. It changes their direction, their destiny, their eternal destination. You know, when we visit our Connect Church family in India, it was so heartwarming for me to see so many still there who had originally received Christ when we planted the church 27 years ago when we lived there. One of the things I said to the church there, it's interesting to notice how many of us started with black hair and black beards. Now we have silver streaks and some no hair and some, you know, we, we have changed. It's, it's 27 years is a long, a long time. Some now have grown who were babies. There's Joshua, uh, uh, who we met here, he was leading worship. He was just a baby when we planted the church. Our kids were just babies. But now he's grown up and he, he's married and got his own baby on the, on the way. And I, I don't know, that just brings joy to my, my heart. Then there's Adam. And in the next photo, Adam, Adam is actually named after, after me. And so uh, they changed his name because these are all Hindu converts. And so they changed their, the, the name. And uh, Adam's a good baby name if you're having a baby um, <laughs> here. just want to say it's a good name. And then there was, there was Ravi. And Ravi, some of you would have heard the story. He's a police, he was a police officer. He was one of the staunchest guys. But he, on this Sunday, after seeing him for many years, he came and hugged me. And he wouldn't let go. It was kind of awkward. It was a long man hug. And he was holding me tightly. And he said, thank you so much for sharing the gospel all those years ago. It's changed our lives. I was like, okay, let go. But it's changed his lives. It's changed their destinies. What we do here matters. When we sow, when we give, when we participate, when we, you know, it might seem, well, I do. I, what do we do? It changes lives. Pastor Prem shared how we led him to the Lord. At the end of that, a painter guy who had kept being at, he's been in the church a few years, he said, thank you so much for leading Pastor Prem to the Lord, for he led me to the Lord. So from generation to generation, not just their, their, their children, but their children's children. And it leaves a legacy. So what do we want to do here? Connect people to Jesus and their purpose. It changes people's lives forever. Their destinies forever. So what's our purpose? To love God, love people. Our mission, see lost people saved, saved people pastored, pastored people discipled, discipled people mobilized. Our vision, to connect people to Jesus and their purpose. 
Someone said this, if a movement is to have any impact, it must belong to those who join it, not just those who lead it. Our purpose, our mission, our vision is not something just for the leaders to carry, it's for you to carry. Why? Because you're priests. Your job is to minister to the Lord and to others. And as we do that, it will change people's lives. What we do here matters. The part you play here matters. Please know that today as we enter this new season. Would you let me bless you as the service ends? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for every testimony. We thank you for, for testimonies like Hope and Sam's and Darren's, as we heard in the, the other service, and different, every, this room is full of stories. We thank you for the, for the lives changed in India and other parts of the world that we, we, we touch. Lord God, we thank you for that. Can we give Jesus some, some, some praise? If you need prayer for anything in a moment, there'll be a prayer station over to the side there and someone will pray for you. But let me bless you. Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you with every good thing to do his will. And may he accomplish in you what is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be all glory forever and ever. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, I would like to have a coffee with you. Could you please hang with me for a few minutes? The service is over.